0: So here we are again, the second day, second round at Metta. Be interesting to uh, really be present with yourself in these next 45 minutes because what was so yesterday, I assure you, is not so today. Don't know which way it's going to go, but it won't be the same. I thought I'd start out by... um, just reading the metta sutta which is what they say buddha said about loving kindness this is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace let them be able and upright straightforward and gentle in speech humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, May all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding by not holding to fixed views the pure hearted one having clarity of vision being freed from all sense desires is not born into this world again. So that's what the man had to say. Sounds pretty good. So as you've been hearing um, both yesterday, Nikki said it, and then Larry reiterated it this morning, this practice of loving kindness is an incremental practice, and the fate phrases are just guides, so they're nothing to stick onto; they're just guides. It is actually the heart space or the feeling place that creates the conditions for freedom to emerge. This practice and the power of loving-kindness and the Brahma Vaharas in general, and I don't know if you remember, but yesterday Nikki spoke about there being four Brahma Vaharas. Uh, the one that we're spending a lot of time with this week is Metta, or loving-kindness, but there's also uh, Karuna, which is compassion. There's also Upeka, which is equanimity, and there's also mudita, which is sympathetic joy. And in case you didn't realize that all of the housing is named after the Brahma Viharas. So take a look at the n- ones that's named where you're staying and see what uh, you might do about that. There's a hole in that energy for this week. This practice and the power of loving kindness in the Brahma Viharas in general is the soil from which the understanding of the knowing of non-separation grows. The practice of loving-kindness is the wellspring practice that nourishes and enriches the mindfulness practice. And it requires the same non-judging, non-grasping, non-rejecting, leaning into the present moment. This practice of loving-kindness builds the foundation of understanding that then lays out the conditions for calmness, clarity of mind and heart and wisdom. The Buddha is said to have described the spiritual path that leads to freedom as the liberation of the heart which is love. And he taught which we are engaged with a systematic integrated path that moves the heart out of isolating contraction into true connection. He also taught to abandon the unskillful which brings harm and suffering and cultivate the good as this brings benefits and happiness. Abandoning or putting down unskillful states and habits that cause suffering will not, if generated, by a desire to get rid of these states or have it be some other way, nor can it happen out of fear or contempt. Abandoning the unskillful is not accomplished by angrily pushing away or shoving away our habits of separation. We are able to transform those habits and mind states as we come to truly know and love ourselves and all beings and loving all beings. Therefore we come to truly know and love ourselves and all beings, therefore allowing the light by which we can see and bear witness to the burdens and suffering that come from following states of minds like anger, fear, grasping, states that cause harm to ourselves and others Uh, I think you can hear that this path really is a path of uh, going upstream or against the grain. What we can see is the foundational even creation of this country was based on greed, aversion, and delusion. So walking this way absolutely takes you in a totally different direction than the foundation of this country. So, when you look at yourself, and you experience how hard it is to acquire um, skill and mastery and practice with this practice, maybe you can understand that the very land that you're walking on is generating the energy of the beginnings of this country. As we cultivate our hearts and minds to incline towards awareness, clear seeing, understanding, and wisdom. It reveals to us with vision and acumen the wise way of the road and journey through this precious human life. A little story um, that originates out of the uh, Native American folks called Two Wolves. An old grandfather said to his grandson who came to him with anger at a friend who had done him an injustice. Let me tell you a story, he said. I too at times have felt a great hate for those that have taken so much with no sorrow for what they do. But hate wears you down and does not hurt your enemy. It is like taking poison and wishing your enemy would die. I have struggled with these feelings many times, he continued. It is as if there are two wolves inside me. One is good and does no harm. He lives in harmony with all around him and does not take offense when no offense was intended. He will only fight when it is right to do so and in the right way. But the other wolf, ah, he is full of anger. The littlest thing will set him into a fit of temper. He fights everyone all the time for no reason. He cannot think because his anger and hate are so great. It is helpless anger, for his anger will change nothing. Sometimes it is hard to live with these two wolves inside me, for both of them try to dominate my spirit." The boy looked intently into his grandfather's eyes and asked, "'Which one wins, grandfather?' The grandfather smiled and quietly said, "'The one I feed.'" Cultivating the good brings forth the opportunity to remember and recover the power of love. Harriet Tubman, who um, was basically the uh, sole instrument for the Underground Railroad, saving so many people who were enslaved back at that time, um, single-handedly put it together But in order for it to be a success, she had to connect and cultivate relationship with all kinds of people across this country and Canada. She got busy doing her job and didn't dilly-dally over being angry or hateful towards people or the oppressive systems that caused her to have to take this role. It is only out of the strength of... uh, love and compassion that we actually are able to discern what the right action is to take and not be in perpetual reactivation against the oppression or against the hurt or against the anger or against the frustration. This power of love is present as a potential in all of us. It is much easier to live forward from a trauma trance than to break it down and deconstruct it before building a new perception and understanding with clear vision and love. It takes courage, intention and commitment to live this way. Many of us though are so armored and disconnected from the realization of who we really are that the false refuges of anger, frustration, sadness and depression seem to override our innermost knowing of what we know to be true. This practice of loving-kindness is a pathway into the freedom and peace we really can come to know in this present-day embodied, lived experience of being human. It is then from this very platform that our choices, decisions, and actions become more steadied, effective, and efficient, perhaps even bringing along some ease along the way. So yesterday, when Nikki was uh, introducing us and educating us about metta or loving-kindness. The doorway into practice yesterday was practicing with the self and a loved person in your life. So just expanding just a bit on uh, even the word loving-kindness, and I was saying to somebody in one of the groups, I think it was today, that A lot of times there's not a direct translation between the Pali and the English and something, nuances, the nuances get lost in the translation. So an expanded way or an additional way of thinking about loving kindness and uh, how to hold it and what it means is actually bestowing goodwill, wishing goodwill for others. Not necessarily, metas. is not necessarily an attitude of loving kindness. It's really more of an attitude of goodwill. Wishing the other person well, but also realizing that true happiness is something that each of us ultimately will have to be responsible for for ourselves. Tanisaro Biku tells a little story one of his teachers told him Um his teacher's name was Ajahn Fang, who once discovered that a snake had moved into his room. And every time he entered the room, he saw it slip into a little narrow space behind a storage cabinet. And even though he tried leaving the door open to the room during the daytime, the snake wasn't really, really willing to leave. So for three days, they lived together. He was very careful not to startle the snake or make it feel threatened by his presence. But finally, on the evening of the third day, as he was sitting in meditation, he addressed the snake quietly in his mind. He said, Look here. It's not that I don't like you. I don't have any bad feelings for you. But our minds work in different ways. It'd be very easy for there to be a misunderstanding between the two of us. (laughs) Now, there are lots of places out in the woods where you can live without the uneasiness of living with me. And as he sat there, spreading thoughts of metta to the snake, the snake left. Yeah, I like that one too. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so as we get ready to move into the practice, I got to give you a list. And uh, this is a list that the Buddha gave in terms of what the benefits of the practice of metta is. You will sleep better, you will wake easily, you will have pleasant dreams, people will love you. Celestial beings and animals will love you. Devas will protect you. External dangers such as poisons, weapons and fire will not harm you. Your face will be radiant. Your mind will be serene. You will be unconfused. You will be reborn in happy realms. So, for our practice today, we are <coughs> going to uh, use as the doorway in a benefactor. So, yesterday we used the self. Uh huh. I was getting there. (laughs) So a benefactor is someone that you don't necessarily have to have a relationship with, and is somebody that inspires you. Um, I actually went and looked it up in the dictionary, and um, these are some of the words that were used to describe a benefactor. And I think one of the ways we're used to hearing benefactor is someone that financially supports someone or a cause or um, a situation. Um, but one of the, 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 the dictionary gifts is someone who gives one a gift. And although we might often think of a gift as the monetary gift, there's also the gift of um, um, belief in you. Uh, there's also the gift of, which probably a lot of us experience that in getting here, taking care of home so you could be here. You know, your job, your 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 manager saying you could leave for a week. So it's, it's, it's a lot broader than a loved one. I guess a loved one could be a benefactor, but they're not necessarily the same thing. You're welcome. No, she said... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a benefactor is a person who gives some form of help to benefit a person, group, or organization. Or anything humanitarian leaders benefactors are humanitarian leaders um, providing assistance in many forms the word benefactor comes from Latin bene good and factor maker good maker kind of that kind of nice goes along with goodwill so we're going to use the benefactor today and just as we enter into the uh, practice, the meditation practice, just as a reminder that um, this practice as is mindfulness practice is grounded in awareness. Allows us to know our experience and stay connected to what is happening with ourselves. Allows us to inquire into and see the nature of our minds, our bodies, and our hearts. Get to know this life that we are living. It it gives the lens so that we can know this life that we are living, knowing what is happening right now, being awake, knowing where we are, being awake to the moment, remembering. What am I thinking, seeing, smelling, feeling? What is my mood, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral? another level of knowing how I am being here. Feeling body, breathing, walking, being, and sitting. Just the last thing I want to elucidate, um, I think it's the nature of our conditioning here, maybe the world, I don't know, but certainly here in the United States where we tend to focus on the difficulty and what's not working and what's hard but the actuality in the 24-hour moment-to-moment experience of a day there are many moments of good well-being and we tend to not pay attention to them almost like undercut them in terms of the power and significance that that has Because if we can connect into those, that's actually the place we can find sustenance to help support us and move through the difficult and challenging times. So if you want to stretch, circle that ankle, rub that knee, scratch that itch, do so and uh, move into your sitting pose. establishing the connection with the breath and just checking in how are things there embodied on the seat going to bring in people who are called benefactors so there's going to be one more than one person that we bring in benefactors of love benefactors of goodwill benefactors of support and in a slightly different way we're going to be in a receptive mode here as opposed to extending so we're going to begin by receiving from our benefactors. A benefactor is anyone that you can bring forward who expresses or shows kindness, love, care, interest in you. So bringing that one person forward or it could be a pet, children. could be your postman or the man at the corner store. It could be someone you don't know, but who inspires you. And when you think of that person, you experience care. It's not that this person has to be perfect all the time. But when you think of this person or animal, your heart warms. Having a sense of yourself being here, breathing, comfortable and relaxed, and no worries. If if a person is not coming forward, um, one of my teachers in another tradition um, talks a lot about nature. So if no no one being is coming forward, then you know the ocean, the trees, the forest, that place in physical space that inspires you where you feel held where you feel care no straining using your mind imagery to your mind energy to bring in imagery and or memories <coughs> calling on that gift of your own mind begin by calling in from your past your childhood or when you were young someone who was caring someone who showed the quality of love that being person animal nature And it's possible that a couple of people will come forward. Show up. Recall the feeling. How good it felt to be near them. Taking a few minutes to receive the goodness this person brought you. And if still there's nothing there that's arising, that's okay, just being with that feeling for a few minutes. Breathing, letting your heart be touched in any way. Receiving and breathing. Receiving and breathing. Allowing the image to come, trusting whatever is arising. Don't have to go searching. Just trust. And moving on, we're going to begin to create a circle of our benefactors. So let this one just be there now and to begin to bring in somebody from your ordinary life, your current life, your life now. Someone who has shown this goodwill, this caring, a loved one, a pet. And again, if no one is coming no worries just imagine something that brings this good feeling forward an object even music a place something that is familiar to you visualize the smiling face the warm, content feeling. Receive the feeling, the warmth that may be arising in your heart. Feel the loving support, breathing. Envision them sending you a wish for your deepest well-being and happiness. Then, begin to invite another benefactor in. And one by one, bring people in who care about you, who show you this quality of loving kindness. Let them be around you, maybe in front of you, to the side of you. Let the benefactors in, whoever wants to come in who has been kind and you want them there. No matter what you you think you deserve, just let it in, the warmth of their loving kindness. Receive this into your whole being, like absorbing the warmth of the sun, breathing. And when you feel ready, if you haven't already, Invite in your spiritual benefactors, your mentors, your teachers, people that embody a great goodness in a way that has influenced you. Bringing in other holy beings who have inspired you. They can be living or not. Sacred beings. Perhaps Buddha, Jesus, Kuan Yin, Jemeya, Oshun, White Buffalo Woman. Other deities, you don't have to have a personal relationship with them. Maybe someone you know from stories or writings. Bring them into your circle now and receive the blessing of their wish for you. Gently receiving the wish they radiate, open to this goodness that is all around you. Feel the warmth of their presence. And when you feel ready I invite you to join them in their wish for you by appreciating yourself. Feeling the warmth of your own goodness. Breathe and soften. You may want to mentally repeat the wish for yourself. May I know the deepest well-being. May I be happy and joyful. Confirm the words, connect with their meaning. May I receive this wish. May I be happy. And when you feel ready, extend your appreciation back to your benefactors, extending to them a wish for their happiness and well-being in whatever way feels right to you, whether it's going to each one and wishing them well or taking in your entire circle. May each one of you be happy and peaceful May you know the deepest well-being and happiness. See if you can feel now the circle of love of giving and receiving, extending and welcoming, feeling what is here, whatever is here for you, opening to loving-kindness as well as you can. as we move towards ending in these next minutes or so of the meditation. Right now, let it all go. Drop the words, drop the visualizations, drop the images without attempting to hold on to anything or get rid of anything. Just let go of the practice. Let go of the object. Let go without any frame of reference for your experience right now. Let yourself be. Let yourself be where you might feel a luminous wholeness beyond the separation of self and others. Just let go into this experience now. Be at ease and at rest in the loving support that's here. In closing, I offer some phrases from one of my benefactors, Larry Yang. May the beauty of your life reflect the inner golden richness that is your body, mind, and heart. May your kindness and generosity be returned to you 10,000 fold. May you always be guided towards freedom and happiness. May this be true for you, your loved ones, and all beings in all worlds, in all directions.